Hey, what's going on there, podcast land? Matthew Johnson, I'm back at it again with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. And in this week's episode, we are going to demystify a word, hospice. Let's talk about that today. Talk about some myths that are floating out there around what hospice is and what hospice is not. Let's do it. All right. So as you all know, in my own journey, I am now at the point of researching hospice care and what's involved with that. Of course, with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia, you don't really know. That's one of the things that's difficult to assess where someone is in the journey. They can only give you sort of windows of potential time that a person might be in a particular phase. So it is hard to put your hands on things. And so if you go back to some prior episodes, you'll see I have a couple of different podcasts about the phases of Alzheimer's and when you are getting toward those end stages. And so they are things, the signs of that are things like a loss of appetite, you know, bedridden, uh, inability to use the bathroom or go to the bathroom, you know, continence and all of that. And so that is the stage where I am. And so instead of waiting until things get so bad, uh, pretty much like I've been doing the entire process in terms of initially being in denial and not paying attention to clear signs and red flags and all of that, I'd like to be a little more proactive as I learn more about this condition. And so one of the things that I've been doing is researching this hospice care and what it is. And so there are certainly some myths that exist about hospice. And I want to just share with you what I found. And there's different things out there, of course, but I'll just source this as uh, where I'm getting this from. It's called the 10 myths or 10 common myths about hospice care. And this is from an article written on January 23rd, 2020. And it is written by Hospice of Southwest Ohio. So it is an organization that provides hospice care. So you can, of course, take that for what it's worth. But I want to give them credit for pretty much coming down in a neutral way here. I don't get the impression that they are pushing um, hospice in any strong way anyway, of course, but just recognize anytime you're getting something and it's from a company versus a government organization, uh, there might be a slant there. But the information that's provided here, I've seen common across other places. So I know that some of these myths are really commonly held beliefs that are really not accurate about hospice. So I thought it did a good job of succinctly listing these. And so I want to share them with you here today. But of course, you can do your own research in your own area for sure. If you are at this stage, 
of considering hospice care. So first of all, hospice is specialty end-of-life care that focuses on comfort and celebrating life, kind of generally speaking of what hospice is. And then the first myth is hospice is a place. It says hospice care often takes place in the home or in a place that is currently home, such as an assisted living facility, skilled nursing community, or a long-term care center. So hospice can be a place where you actually go to a facility that provides this hospice care, but normally it is wherever the person is. Essentially, the hospice care comes to you versus you going to it. Is the first myth. The second myth, hospice is expensive. It says hospice relieves the burden of medical bills because it's affordable. Once a person chooses hospice care, almost all bills related to the care of the patient's terminal illness diagnosis are paid for by their health care insurance, except for room and board at a long term facility. So, of course, if your loved one is in a long term care facility, whatever the rent or whatever the payment is to that facility. If you have hospice care for that individual, again, they essentially come there and you will still have to pay for the facility, the room that you have there. And, you know, of course, at this point, you know, just economically speaking, it might make sense for you if it's either convenient or, you know, not too much of a burden on the individual to see if you can move that person home, either their home or your home at that point so that you're not having to pay that depending on what it is. I'm telling you, I've seen some five and $10,000 per month fees for some of those long-term care facilities. But if the, if the individual is on hospice care, um, you know, it's probably better, certainly cheaper if they're at home and receiving this hospice care. But the fact that there's a myth about it being expensive is not true because insurance will cover all of it, particularly Medicare and of course, private insurance as well. Myth number three, hospice means death is imminent. Hospice patients are those who have been diagnosed by a doctor as having six months or Less to live, but hospice is not a death sentence. In fact, it can add life back to your days. Patients can outlive their projected life expectancy and continue receiving hospice care. So I thought that was really important to mention that people think hospice and they think you're dying in three or four weeks or two or three days sometimes. Um, and so that is a myth. And I've heard many of story listening to other podcasts of people sharing their stories where people have gotten on hospice. And because the care is so good, they've actually improved on hospice care and were taken off of hospice. So you have are given this um, diagnosis of six months to live. You start hospice care. The care is, you know, a big safety net. You got people coming in probably on a, you know, two or three times a week basis. They're making you comfortable. That comfort making could make you improve in terms of your health and, you know, some of the underlying conditions that might be taking place. You might be your condition that qualifies you for hospice might be dementia or Alzheimer's, but then somebody has other things that are going on and you don't 
they're not necessarily aware of that. Uh, and hospice could identify, fix those issues. And next thing you know, you're back and off of hospice. So even though you could get on it, it doesn't mean it's imminent death. You could get off of it and or have it extended. So that's uh, a big myth. Myth number four, hospice is painful. Hospice care provides comfort rather than a cure. It decreases anxiety and stress levels and gives access to dedicated team uh, 24 hours, seven days a week. It provides a way for patients to experience a pain-free death. So here's talking about 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but I don't think they're necessarily in the house all of that time, but you have access to that type of around the clock. You can call somebody at any time and, and get some help, get some assistance, which of course many caregivers don't have that right now other than 911. Myth number five, hospice can't be received at home. And as mentioned in myth number one, it absolutely can. It says the truth is that most hospice care is provided at home rather than a hospice center or healthcare facility. But uh, of course, it can be provided there. You could probably have hospice at a hospital if uh, you wanted it. Um, but most of it is the people are at home when they receive it. Myth number six, hospice can't be received for a long period of time. Hospice care is typically reserved for the last six six months of life, but it can extend beyond that time frame. If patients outlive their projected life expectancy, they can continue receiving hospice care when the illness they're facing is deemed life limiting. And certainly we know Alzheimer's is a life limiting disease and those other types of dementia. So it can go on longer than the six months, essentially, is what this is saying. Uh, Demystifying you only have six months to live and that's the longest time you can be on hospice. Myth number seven, hospice and palliative care are the same thing. The terms palliative care and hospice care are often used interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. Hospice is only one type of palliative care that can be utilized in the last six months of life. Traditionally, palliative care can be utilized anytime during the course of a debilitating disease or serious illness and ideally should begin at the time of diagnosis. And so the way I understood the difference here from some other training that I've had is that palliative care really is about getting a person back to whole. So someone had a bad car accident and they're, you know, in traction or body cast. And after that, of course, going to need some type of physical therapy so they can walk again and all of that. They don't have a disease that's terminal. They have a condition that maybe has them certainly incapacitated in a serious way, but they would then be receiving palliative care so that they can get back to some semblance of where they were prior to the traumatic incident that happened. So it's more about fixing something temporary, whereas hospice care is when someone has something terminal or something permanent is the difference between this hospice and palliative care. So that's Another myth, myth number eight, hospice shortens life expectancy. The primary objective of hospice care is to relieve the physical, emotional, social, and spiritual suffering that often accompanies chronic or terminal illness. When a cure can no longer be pursued, hospice allows patients to shift their focus to living out their remaining days peacefully 
and comfortably. Therefore, instead of using their energy to fight pain and discomfort, patients can use that energy doing things that improve their quality of life, quality of their lives. So, yeah, so here it is essentially saying that, you know, as I mentioned in the opening, that hospice could actually lengthen your life expectancy because now you're not just focused on all, you know, focusing all of your energy. And I would say even for the caregiver as well on some of these physical and emotional needs, you have a team that is coming in to help you with that. And from my understanding, again, I've not experienced this. So maybe if I get to that point where I have to have hospice, I'll come back and talk about what my experience is. But from what I've heard other people say, for the most part, it has been a wealth of information and support when they've brought in the hospice team, just in terms of that grieving process and helping to understand that kind of giving them a kit or a go bag as to when this happens, do this. And when you see this red flag, do that to have that type of hand holding hands on uh, during such a very difficult time, just generally speaking, of course, we grieve all throughout this disease of Alzheimer's because there are different losses that happen along the way. But I would imagine going through that in the end, seeing those changes in your loved one, uh, of course, that's going to perhaps even be more impactful and to have an understanding of what might come next and to have somebody to you know help you with that, I would imagine that that's something that will add value, not just to the individual with the condition, but also for all of the care partners who are involved with caring for that individual. Number nine, hospice is giving up. Hospice provides effective pain management and relief, restoring dignity and control for those who are suffering from a terminal illness. It respects the wishes of patients during their final days and offers support to family members and loved ones. So it is not giving up. Certainly, it sounds like you are saying, well, you know, that's it. We're, we're giving up on mom or we're giving up on dad or we're giving up on our spouse. But no, not at all. You are choosing to perhaps make that person's last days more comfortable. And that's a harsh reality. I understand it. I understand how people could be in denial again. I've been in denial through this process uh, before. So it's a human human response to not want to accept that this could be you know, an individual's last six months or their last days. And in order to acknowledge or to bring in hospice care, you have to acknowledge that to uh, you know, accept that fact. And that's a lot to accept. So even though that is one of the myths that you're giving up, you know, like as if you're a caregiver who's been in the trenches and been doing this for years and years, and now you're just holding up the white flag of surrender and saying, ah, forget it. Let this person go and let these other people come in and take over. No, don't look at it that way at all, but look at it as an opportunity to have perhaps those last six months be some of the best months in the person's condition. All right. Myth number 10, all hospice providers are the same. None of us have a choice when it comes to death. 
but everyone should have a choice about the care they receive at the end of life's journey. A patient is typically referred to a hospice care by their primary physician or a caseworker within a hospital setting. Hospice care is meant to provide the best care for terminally ill patients, but not all hospice providers providers are created equal. So, yeah, let me just say something about that. And, you know, with this, because, again, you're so emotionally distraught at this time, at this time, you might be dealing with a loved one who, you know, maybe you had to call 911 and they're in a hospital because they had some breathing issues or because they lost a lot of weight or because they fell or something happened. And it's at that time that a primary care physician of the hospital is suggesting hospice to you. That's really going to be a tough time for you to go out and window shop and comparison shop on Yelp and find out who the best hospice care providers are in your area, who are the highly rated ones. You got so much going on. There's so much going through your head at that time. But it's important to realize that this myth is real, that there are some great hospice care providers out there. And then there are probably some that are not so great. And it's not to say that the one that's associated with the hospital where your loved one is, is not one of the top ones or the one that's associated with the primary care physician that your loved one has and is recommended may not be, you know, it may be the best one, but it is still good. And it might be good now to do the research around who is one of the better providers and recognize that even though you're distraught, even though you're distressed and the hospital is saying, yes, we recommend hospice. And this is the one that we partner with do recognize that you have the right to refuse that. You don't have to accept that. And so for me, that's exactly what I'm doing now as I started to mention earlier. I don't know, when this might happen for me, but that's where I am now looking into the providers in my area so that should it come to pass that I am going to need a hospice provider, I would have at least known, I would know the top two in the area. And if the primary care physician recommends one of those two, no problem, let's go. If they recommend someone who I happened to do research on and find that they had some pretty bad reviews, the better business bureau is knocking on their door or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to exercise my right to choose somebody else. So just recognize that and know that if you're ahead of that now, now is the time to do that research versus waiting until it's really right there and knocking at your door in terms of finding out, who are the best providers? And so that's the 10th myth that they are not all the same. All right. So let's just do a little review of those top 10 myths associated with hospice care. One hospice is a place Two, hospice is expensive. Three hospice means imminent death Four, hospice is painful. Five hospice can't be received at home. Six hospice can't be received for a long period of time. Seven hospice and palliative care are the same thing. Eight hospice shortens life expectancy. Nine hospice is giving up. And myth number 10, all hospice providers 
are the same. So those are all myths. Hopefully this has been insightful for you if you are in that stage or if that stage is further down the line, perhaps you can just bookmark this and come back to it and listen to it at that point. But that's going to do it today. That music means it is time to go. You've been listening to Dementia in Black and White. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. Thank you for picking this podcast. You have a lot of options out there. And of course, uh, what you're doing, it's God's work. Taking care of your loved one. Absolutely keep doing that. But also, take care of yourself. That's of primary importance. Until next week, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>